Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 560. 560. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Only tell us what you would prefer, a tape or a, a CD. Whichever the case may be, they're free, including the postage and the handling. And if you need a Bible, we'll send you one. And I have a just with this series alone, I've done over 758, 900 uh, tapes on it. But we started recording about 560 tapes ago. I've done thousands of tapes, and if you'd like to have them, uh, some of them, uh, let us know. And we'll send them to you. Uh, we have a lot of literature that I've written, including the Messiah book. And we've uh, had it translated into many languages, so don't... Uh, you know, if you're French, German, Italian, Romanian, Greek, uh, uh, all different languages, so just go ahead and ask for it, and we'll send it to you. And if you have some language that uh, we haven't had it printed in, let us know, and I'll have it printed, okay? I have uh, music, letters, and a very strong message this evening, this afternoon, or this morning, whenever it is that you're listening to the radio. Um uh, what you might do is call your friends, family, or enemies and have them listen in too because if your enemies get saved, they won't be your enemies anymore because we all become one in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Right now, let's bow our heads and or look up to the Lord. That's even better. Amen? Amen. Uh, Father, and let's ask the Lord to anoint this message, whatever he's going to do. Most of the time, I never know what he's going to pull out of this message. But, Lord, I pray that you will do it again tonight. That you'll give the folks in Radio Land and uh, I, all the people out there, the lost and the saved, uh, something that they can really hang on to give them liberty and victory in Jesus for another day. We're to live our Christian life one day at a time. And people that are in hospitals, Lord, touch them and give them the patience to endure to the end. And Satan is telling them that they're sick, but you said they're healed. And Lord, let them hang on to that and receive their healing in the name of Jesus. Because, Lord, you, everyone that's in your body, they don't feel any pain or they don't have sickness disease or infirmities if they're keeping your word because you are a healer to those that have faith enough to keep your word and lord uh, we ask that you give everyone the power to by faith to receive their healing their deliverance and the Holy Spirit that gives them the victory for every 24 hours period of time. We must, according to your word, endure to the end if we want to be saved. We should never be discouraged because whatever it is that we're going through in this world, we know that the prize, which is the kingdom of heaven, is far more important uh, to have, and we have it if we continue on to the end. So give us, Lord, this daily bread. Give us this daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we uh, forgive those that trespass against us. You're our shepherd. You're our life. Uh, Lord, you make us to lie down in green pastures. Lord, re, um, destroy the works of Satan, every work of his, Lord, and send large amounts of finances in so that we can get your word out uh, more than what we're able uh, to do. We know that they, uh, that if you send in the finances, and you know it too, we'll do more than what we're doing now. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name uh, that uh, the souls will be saved and the church strengthened. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Here is Gold City. They're one of the best singing groups because they have the best singers from all the different groups together, and they made a quartet up. One of them was J.D. Sumner, another one was the black, one of the Blackwood brothers, and Jake Hess, and can't remember the other one, but uh, they're singing here, Do It By The Book.
It's said by the book, you know, we don't need to use our own mind because the Lord tells us that we're supposed to do it by the book. Just put on the book. Yeah, put the book in your mind and then you'll have the mind of Christ. Amen. Yeah. Now, Jesus said in John fourteen six, oh, read it, please. I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. Then the Lord states, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, they are blood. John 6:33. You got that? The life is in the blood. All right. Now, that's why the Lord tells us that we must drink his blood, which is actually the Holy Spirit. It's symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And eat his flesh, which is the bread of life. And the blood, or the life, is in the blood, the spirit. The spirit and the blood. Now, the the bread of life is the word of God. So if we eat the word of God and we drink the blood, then we're eating the whole meal. The bread has life in it because it's made with blood the blood of jesus so go ahead john six thirty three. for the bread of god is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world for the flesh for the life of the flesh is in the blood leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 for the life of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. So, uh, the life, uh, the Holy Spirit is, uh, the blood is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. So, when the body of Jesus was drained of blood, the life goes with it. So, he imparts that life into us. If the blood of your body is uh, drained of, of blood, the life goes out with it. When God gave his life, his only begotten son, he was in his son, so he, uh, and this also is the Holy Spirit, and he gave his blood, his life, uh, that we could have access to the throne of God through the blood or the Holy Spirit which uh, the Lord Jesus Christ became when he became the life-giving spirit. Uh, before this, in the Old Testament, there were bulls and goats and lambs that were given as sacrifices in the Old Testament, uh, which were figures, symbols, uh, of uh, or shadows of that which was to come. So that's what they sacrificed until the true sacrifice came, which was Jesus, with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So after that, the law of sacrifices was done away with because it was just a symbolic law pointing to the life of the Lamb of God that would come into the world that would save the souls of everyone that believes in him. Then, these, so, so these uh, 
kind of sacrifices ended. The blood sacrifices ended. Back then, they used to do that once a year or when anybody sinned or wanted to give a sacrifice unto the Lord. But now, 2,000 years ago, the true sacrifice, the one that all the other sacrifices were pointing to, was Jesus. When he came, that ended all of the animal sacrifices and the birds uh, were also sacrificed, like these turtle doves, and all these different kind of sacrifices. Now Christ died once. So it's not that you can go back every day after you've sinned and get repentance, as the Catholics say you can, because the Bible plainly states that there is no more repentance because Christ died once for sin and he's not going to die anymore to, for your sins. As a matter of fact, the Bible plainly states in Hebrews 10:26, for if we sin voluntarily, this is the way it says it in the Spanish Bible. Really, and in the in, in the King James Bible, it says if we sin willfully or uh, voluntarily. Really, in the Hebrew Bible, if we sin willingly, in the King James Version, after having received the knowledge of God's Word, the truth that you cannot sin and be in heaven, there will be no more sacrifices for more sins. You can't sin anymore. Then the Bible goes on in chapter 10, verse 31. Uh, it is a horrendous thing to fall into the hands of a living God. It is a horrible thing. Uh, it's so fearful to fall in the hands of the living God. I never had been so frightened in my life as on the day that the Lord in an office in Beverly Hills uh, came in just totally unannounced. And I was there on a business deal and my ears shut off and the Spirit of the Lord uh, came down upon me and I didn't know what it was. I thought it was going crazy. But I didn't believe in all these things at all. And then the Spirit of God came down upon me in that office. And I was really, I would say, you know, people that call people that really think there's something. I really felt I was big time Charlie. Charlie Potatoes, if you will. And I never was afraid of anything. If anyone got in my way, I'd just uh, have somebody go over and convince them not to do that. And so what the story was is uh, he uh, said to me, I am the Lord thy God. Stand upon your feet and tell these people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ and that he's coming back to earth again, or thou shalt surely die if you don't do it. But my hearing ears were shut off. I couldn't hear anything. We were only one floor up from the street. 
and I could hear cars out there. And until this, my ears got plugged up and the voice that I was hearing was all throughout my inner man and this uh, spirit inside me. So I know that when uh, there was a preacher that says, does a spirit have ears? I can assure you that the spirit does have ears. Arms, legs, hands. I've seen the spirits. I've seen the spirit of my wife, Susie, in a vision departing from her body and then swiping at me with her hand. And then I actually, when I was there, when her spirit did leave her body, I saw that about a year or two before she died. And I was sitting right by her bedside and I, I, I said, Sue, why did you leave me? I mean, uh, and uh, I went out of the room and I slammed the door and then I came back in and sat down and I felt this, the spirit of her body rising out and I felt this cold, chill go right through my body where I knew she was swiping at me because I'd seen it in the vision before it happened. And so, uh, it's such a horrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The Lord showed me in visions and in dreams, signs and in wonders that there's definitely a heaven and that there's definitely a hell. So, there's no point in me when I have all these supernatural experiences to preach too much of the Bible to you because a lot of guys preaching the Bible and they're preaching it wrong because the Lord frightened me so much it was uh, actually a dreadful feeling to know that God is so uh, God uh, everyone's so wired that he can just pull the breath out of you in one flat second to where you don't even have time to say God have mercy on you know, it just goes real fast then one night I was uh, up on Georgia Ridge, just up above Dyer, Arkansas, about five miles from uh, Elma, Arkansas. And I was laying on my, uh, I usually sleep on my side now. This was so frightening to me, but I was laying on my stomach, sleeping in a very deep sleep. And all of a sudden, I felt, I saw the sky, it was just clouds, there was no giving of the clouds and all of a sudden I felt the spirit go out of me it went just like that and I thought oh my god it was the Lord showing me how fast a spirit goes out of the body when he takes it and is judged and goes right down into hell it took just that fast and there was a sound with it it went you're judged and you're in hell and so the Lord says, uh, nobody will serve them unless they fear him because he's a uh, dreadful. He's like a, uh, he's a good God, you know, but whoa, uh, you know, he's not all, uh, love. Let's put it that way. Okay. The Bible says the exact opposite of that. He's not all love, but he is a terror. To people that don't keep his commandments and he's a, it's a horrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God on judgment day because he's going to yank you out of your hide and take you up before him and throw you right down into hell and what happens when I went up there the clouds opened just like an inch and I went right through there and then right down 
just that fast. Yeah, I was there, judged, and down. So the Lord was showing me how quickly people are judged and sent to hell. There's no time to even say, Lord, or, oh, please forgive me, or wriggle around like uh, sinners do, and then they sin, and then they say, oh, please forgive me, and all this kind of stuff. That's none of that. Okay, and believe me, I know the Lord. I've seen him in a vision, in an oval-shaped mirror, and uh, uh, he was telling me, uh, you know, to tell the people these things because the ordinary preacher hasn't seen these things. And I often wonder, Lord, why did you show me these things? Why He showed them to me late in life. I was 30 years old. And I was just, you know, on the brink of tremendous success out in the world. And there's no possible way that I would have ever given up the things I was doing back then in the, unless the Lord had frightened me to the point to where I've continued on almost 44 years in the Lord. Because, you know, all of those that live godly in Christ Jesus are going to suffer persecution. And uh, we, I certainly have. I've even gone to prison on a stack of lies. And... Uh, I've, uh, you know, received every kind of character assassination that a person could possibly be hit with. And the fear of the Lord is so powerful that I cannot, I would never, couldn't even think about throwing in the towel. I'll take whatever persecution comes in my life. I'll come uh, to any kind of trial or have to carry any cross that I have to carry in order to be able to not fall in the hands of a living God with sin on my soul, or that I refuse to go into the world and preach the gospel as I do. Now, the Vatican is uh, the major center in all these government-controlled uh, agencies that the Vatican controls. And the news media, do you ever notice that they never really attack them? Because the media is the mouth of Satan. And the Lord said, will Satan attack Satan? Will Satan go after its own? No, he won't. Because Satan even is smart enough to know that if a kingdom is divided, that it will not be able to stand. Amen? Amen. So, uh, and the same thing with the Christian church. Now, uh, you know, Satan... Uh, the people that are in the lower echelon of your Catholic cult should get out of there because these people that are priests and nuns, they're actually a front. Like in one of the pieces of literature I've written called Pope Secrets, I liken the clergy, the lower echelon of the Vatican, to be uh, a candy store. Everybody looks at them and say, oh, that's so sweet, and that's so nice. In other words, it's like Snow White, okay? But in the back room of the candy store where they serve ice cream, banana splits, and all this kind of stuff, there's these cigar-smoking dwarfs. Not just seven of them. There's like thousands of these little weasels that are smoking uh, cigars, and they're in charge of prostitution, and drugs, and uh, 
they are against every Christian, true Christian organization. Catholics are not Christians. Even though in that uh, cult, there are, I believe, without any shadow of a doubt, that there are many Christians in there, and they really don't know where to go because the Catholic cult uh, has uh, damaged their brains to the point to where they don't believe that there's anyone uh, in the world that is Christians except the Catholic cult. Now, Satan is the deceiver, and boy, he's, uh, when the Lord said he's a deceiver, the Lord means that he's a real good deceiver. As a matter of fact, he's deceived the entire world, and he's deceived the uh, Catholic cult into believing the people in there that uh, where else is there to go? Look, nobody has these great, big, beautiful, billion-dollar churches as we do. And let's face it, nobody has these bells that chime and they sound so... We've gotten to the use to where these are. It sounds so holy to hear bing, bong, bing, bong. Oh, God. I lived about a half a block from the Vatican. Those things would wake me up. They ring about every hour on the hour. And I could just stand on the balcony and look over to the right, and I'd see the Vatican right there. As a matter of fact, there's all these little tiny cars parked around the uh, Vatican. And Monsieur uh, and I would get out, and we'd take these tracks uh, that I had written uh, called Guilty by Association, and we'd put them all over the cars. Then all of a sudden, we hear these boots, you know, a whole troop of boots, stomp, stomp, rump, 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 coming. And so, uh, Bonsoir, with knowing how demonic these people are, uh, he threw the tracks in a bundle underneath one of those little cars. And then we acted real innocent. We were walking away from it because we know uh, we were stopped after we went to the airport distributing literature, and they had army personnel out on the streets with uh, uh, Uzi machine guns, and they they stopped us, and they came over to the car and say, You Christian! You Christian! You Christian! And <laughs> Monsieur, the guy that was driving the car that was with me, he says, No capito, no comprende. I don't you know, speak Italian. I don't understand. No understand. So he went to the glove box, and like he's crazy because those guys might have thought he was drawing a gun. And so I thought, you crazy idiot. I was talking to him in English. I, and he says, I said, what are you doing in the glove compartment? He says, I'm getting the car registration to give them. I says, they don't know that, okay? And so he hands it to him, and he kept acting crazy like that, this monsieur. And the guy says, go on, go on, go, you know. Because they figured they're not going to get anything out of this numbskull. <laughs> yeah. I said, man, you're stupid. You could have got us killed. He did the same thing over at the Vatican when I wanted to go in and see the Pope. And we witness to him. So that's kind of stupid. Because it's for sure they would have had me put in prison immediately. But we passed out thousands of tracks. I'd have a big armful that went clear down to my knee, clear up to my chest, and people would just crowd around me on the streets, little tiny Italian people, and I'd be passing out tracks, and Monsieur would be doing the same thing so fast, they kept, give me one, give me, you know, give us one too, and in Italian. And so uh, we did, 
and we pass out thousands of tracks over there. And the reason I've taken so many chances like that to get the true gospel out, the Vatican hates the gospel. And that's why they have ordered the U.S. military, which is not the U.S. military anymore. What it is is the international government. They uh, told them to get close, and they made laws of the, because the people that are in the Vatican are the top echelon in this country. The president of the United States is Catholic. The vice president is Catholic. The attorney general is Catholic. And they're all Catholics in the White House. All of them are Catholics in the Senate, in the Congress, and in the actual Supreme Court. All of your uh, judges today are Catholic. I mean, what they are actually is Catholic priests. And they are have been given the position as judges. And uh, the Vatican controls the mouth of Satan, which is the medium. And uh, they are the FCC, Federal Communication Commission. And they run the media for the whole world, so it's so easy for them to brainwash uh, people into believing whatever they want them to believe. But, see, that doesn't bother me so much as being on the wrong side with God. Because those people never took the breath in and out of me, and they might very well do it, but I know that if I continue on to the end in the Lord, that there isn't anything... Uh, that they can do about my spirit once it leaves my body because I know I'm going right to heaven. Because I'm not sinning, okay, folks? And I'm not believing that garbage that the media tells you. And they got you all foaming at the mouth about who's going to be the president of the United States. I can tell you one thing for sure. Whoever it's going to be is going to be even worse than Bush. Worse than Bush. And they don't care. Bush doesn't care how much you badmouth him. That's his job is to take the heat off of the Vatican. Uh, and so when I thought in the office that I was going crazy, I says, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to check into a private sanitarium. And I'll go there and do some finger painting or make a few wallets or a purse or something like that. Uh, whatever they do in those uh, places, string some beads. And then after a while, you know, they'll say, okay, you're re rehabilitated, you can go back out. So I tried to push myself up to go, and the spirit uh, start, uh, started pulling my, uh, the Holy Spirit started pulling the spirit out of me again, and he says, doubt not. I am the Lord thy God. Stand upon your feet and tell the people in this room about the Lord Jesus Christ. Or thou uh, shall surely die. And he knew, he opened up my mind and I knew there was a heaven and a hell. And I knew that his power was so big that he knew every atom, every molecule, every blade of grass, every leaf, everything I'd ever done in my life and everything that everybody else has done in their life. And I was so embarrassed because I did a lot of wrong things. And... Um, so that's why if people think I'm breaking God's commandments now, you got to be out of your stinking mind. I fear God, you don't. You bring false accusations against Christians that are so afraid of God to sin and then use the, make it look as though they're sinning. I'm not doing anything that the Bible doesn't condone, okay? Amen. Now, you may not condone it, you rat 
but the Lord condones whatever I've done. All right? Now, then, if you want to do something about me, I'm warning you that God is going to kill you, and he's going to kill your loved ones. And so if I were you, you know, I'd back off. I'm not threatening you. God does. Because, you know, he said, when I was in Nashville one time, I was walking around this house that we had there that the government stole. And uh, it was like fog, you know, only about two feet off the ground. I was walking in this fog. And I went around the side of the garage, a big house there. And he says, you're all that I have. And I looked up and I says, what did you say, Lord? He said, you're all that I have. Name some other preacher that's preaching the way that I am. Okay. And that has, uh, that is so fearless to say anything about this bunch of, uh, people that are uh, devils right out of hell. But I'm preaching to people that are in the uh, Roman Catholic cult. Come out of here, for God's sake. Don't you people know? Just why don't you read the Bible? And, uh, they're talking about the, these vain repetitions. They said, there's nothing. That's not vain repetitions when you're saying the rosary. Let me tell you that it is vain repetitions. The Bible hates those kind of prayers. He wants the fervent prayer coming from the heart of righteous people. Because uh, I've got a lot to pray about because uh, these people are more than the hairs on my head, especially at my age now. I don't have that many hairs left. Okay, <laughs> David, he he uh, was a young man, you know, he, he died at the early age of 70. Man, I'm 70, almost 74 in September. And you people uh, out there that are just believing everything that the media says about Papa Tony, you're out of your stinking tree. Okay. Now, this is the judgment of God. This is his direction in which we must go. Hebrews 6, 4 through 8 states, It is impossible for those who were once enlightened. In other words, the Lord showed me. He, he lit up my brain. The light bulbs went on in my mind when he started doing that to me. And he made me say things that I never would have done because I'm Jewish. My real name is Bernie Lazar Hoffman. And you couldn't have cut me into a million pieces to say Jesus is coming back to earth again or even mention the name of Jesus. But he made me do that. And I knew I better do it or I was going to die and go to hell because I just there was just something in the Holy Spirit that was there that day that made me know that he's not kidding. That God is not a kidder. He's not jiving me around, in other words. So, um, to those who are once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift. Well, what is the heavenly gift? In other words, after you get saved, I wasn't even saved then. That didn't save me that day. But it sent me on a trip to go to all the different churches to check them out to see what the Lord wanted me to do because he didn't talk to me anymore after that for a while. So tasting of the heavenly gift is when you get saved, the Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit. 
which is the comforter, Jesus, if he hadn't gone on into the kingdom of heaven, there's no way that we could ever be saved. If he hadn't died and then raised from out of uh, death, hell, and the grave, uh, there's no possible way, and then ascended into heaven, where he became the life-giving spirit, so he could send the spirit of life into us. And so after we've tasted that heavenly gift of the life of God, uh, Christ, the Father, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit living in us, and we're made partakers of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit has entered into your spirit, and that you have tasted the good word of God. We've read the Bible now for going on 44 years, and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, right? Here it tells you that people can fall away, and yet these false prophets in these elaborate churches tell you, ah, no one can fall away. Nah. God says you can, but they say you can't. And so if you believe them rather than God, you're going to hell. That's like next thing to blaspheming the Holy Spirit. That if you should fall away to re, he's, it's impossible them to, for the, him to renew you again unto repentance. Seeing that you've crucified to yourself the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. For the Lord talks and he makes a comparison here for the earth which drinketh in the rain and cometh oft many times upon it and brings forth herbs meat for them by whom it is dressed, receive the blessing from God. But that which uh, beareth thorns, in other words, thorns and, and briars, is rejected. Well, the rain comes down on thorns, doesn't it? Yes. But it doesn't give any the meat for people to eat. I've never heard of people wanting to eat thorns. Have you? No. no. I'll have a piece of thorn pie. <laughs> or some roasted thorns. You just don't hear that. So there are good things on this earth and there are evil things on this earth. Uh, the evil things on this earth are uh, typified here as thorns and briars. He says those kind of people are rejected. Uh, and is nigh unto cursing. God has cursed them, uh, whose end is to be burned. Now, here's the word of God being preached to everyone in the world today. And some people drink it in and bear fruit. They become soul winners. They become uh, evangelists, pastors, preachers, teachers, Helpers in the church. They help in the kitchens. They help in the printing room. They uh, mail out uh, literature. They uh, drive for the church. The Word of God also states in Hebrew 10, 26 through 31, quote, For if we sin willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, we, you people, know that this is the truth. 
And if you're saying it's not the truth, then you're cursed. You're cursed and you're going to be in hell. And the Lord's going to just as he showed me how fast you're going into hell and into the lake of fire. That's what's going to happen to you. If that doesn't bring fear into your heart and soul, well, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. So they've received the knowledge of the truth. Uh, if they've done that, there remains no more sacrifice for sins. Because the Lord died once and he's not going to come and die for a bunch of weasels again. But there's nothing left or no sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment. And fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Now the fire has a tendency to devour trashy uh, people. Thorns and thistles. Thorns and briars. Yeah, the people, you know, there's a fearful looking for of judgment. And fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy after two or three witnesses of how much sorer punishment suppose you shall it be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the son of god and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the spirit of power. For those of us that are born again Christians, for we know him that has said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I, the God that talked to me in the office and pulled the breath out of my body, I will recompense, saith the Lord. Well, when the breath was going out of my body, in and out, he was saying, now thou knowest, now tell him. And I said, I will, Lord, I'll tell him. And I said it inside because I knew he knew everything I was thinking. And so the minute the breath went back to my body, I said, Lord, I'll tell him tomorrow. I'll send him a cable. I'll send him a wire. I'll call him on the phone. But don't make me say it here because these people are never going to believe what I say. You don't know these people as well as I do. They're a bunch of, and the breath started going out of me again. I said, I'll tell him now. Right now. Because I know he was ready to take my miserable life. And my life was worthless because I wasn't born again. And the life that I had was just temporal. And there's no way that I would go anywhere except down into hell. Amen. Yeah. And then later the Lord says that he's going to throw death and hell into the lake of fire. And so I started telling those people about Jesus that he's coming down to earth again. And this, then I, my hearing started to come back. And this attorney, he's a Jewish attorney, says, get him out of here. He's Meshuggah Well, I don't care if the whole world thinks I'm Meshuggah or crazy. That means crazy in Hebrew. But I'm just crazy for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, you people are crazy for Satan. But I'm going to be crazy for the Lord. Amen? Amen? I'm just crazy as a looning bird for Jesus. And you'd be crazy like a looning bird for the devil. Because I know that the Lord will recompense. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. 
And judgment begins first in the house of the Lord. And then it goes back into the same thing. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. In Revelation 21, 8, um, the direction of the judgment is, quote, the fearful and unbelieving. This is who is going to hell. It's those that are too fearful to stand up against the Antichrist government, the Pope, all these uh, uh, satanic people that work for the government, the fearful, the unbelieving, those that are going to stay in the Vatican because they're afraid that they'll kill them or something. Well, I've been threatened so many times by them that I can't even count them all. So the judgment is the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers. These people that murder little babies and all them, they're all going to hell unless they repent. And whoremongers. These people that hang around Tijuana, Mexico, or these border towns to go in there to these prostitutes. And sorcerers. Now we already know that sorcery is the incantations, that the chantings that the Catholics do. And the idolaters, the ones that pray to Mary, that's an idolater. Uh, where the Catholics say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. How's Mary going to pray for you when she's dead? Okay? Amen. You're supposed to pray to God. And to ask the, the Father to wash away all your sins in the blood of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Mary can't hear you and she can't uh, heal you. She can't do anything. The Bible never says she does. So they're idolaters and they are uh, and every kind of liar. They're liars. Shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Unquote. They will not be in the kingdom of heaven. That is sure. I don't judge anything with my own judgment, but I certainly do judge everything by the word of God. You've got so many people that call themselves Christians today that are judging people that are, that they don't even know. And they're judging them with their own carnality, their own carnal brain. Especially harsh judgment on people that are really keeping the commandments of the Lord. And they would think to come up with their own judgment against people that are really serving the Lord. They obviously are sinners because they are judging people that they don't even know anything about them. And why do they not judge their own cult? I mean, those are the biggest sinners on the face of the earth because they think that they can go out and commit murder and be uh, going to a whorehouse and uh, spend some time in there and be drunken and all the things that they do and be homosexuals and lesbians. And they go in and after they commit this sin, they go into the the whorehouse, which God calls the Vatican, the great whore. And they uh, say, oh, Mary, pray for us sinners. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. There's nothing like that in the Bible, is there? No. no, it never mentions that once. Because it's an abomination for you to pray to anybody other than God through Christ. So what they do, these same people, these Catholics, they don't know anything about me. All they hear is uh, lies that people have been telling about this church and myself, Susie and myself for years. Especially people that are bringing forth more souls. We're bringing more souls to repentance than any other church in the country, in the world. God says, you are not to judge, that is, with your own judgment, because all of the necessary judgments that we need are incorporated within the word of God. What we true Christians do is we go to his word. Now, they're doing all these evil things, but we don't say we got to kill them and put them in prison because they think they're so hot that they don't even have to go to court. They say that uh, the Pope is God. If you believe that, then you're more retarded than you even know. I'm going to open up a, you know, I tell people many times I'm threatening to open up a nut house to put all you people in that believe this sort of stuff. So uh, the judgment, uh, all we need is, uh, is incorporated within the word of God. We go to his word to find out what proper judgment is. God's judgment is perfect. And it is equitable. It's equal. And it is proper direction. Well, uh, I see that my time is up and that we have time to read one letter. And Sharon, do you have that letter? Yes. Okay, uh, I hope that you people have received this. Go ahead, Sharon, and read the letter to them. This is translated from Spanish. We have many letters, but I have uh, just feel led to read one tonight. Go ahead. Uh, this is from El Salvador. We want to thank you in the name of Jesus. El Salvador, that means the Savior. Okay, go ahead. We want to thank you in the name of Jesus for sending us your literature, which was sent all last year to me and other brothers here. Thank you for regularly sending us your beautiful and blessed literature. Your literature refreshes the soul and the spirit. We are sure in Jesus Christ that your literature takes the veil off people's spiritual eyes. It's like a torrent and cascade of living waters in the midst of the desert in people's lives. We thank God for this powerful and glorious literature which is provided to us by your great worldwide ministry. We're happy to be a part of this ministry. We will continue to await more of your beautiful literature. Cecilia Aquino from San Salvador, El Salvador. All right, do you have another one? Yes. Half a minute, okay, you want to get read fast. Okay, uh, from Zambia. Evangelist Tony Alamo and Tony Alamo Ministries, I greet you in the name of Jesus. I am a girl age 13. My name is Biwala Chiwila. I am a girl who is interested in knowing a lot about God. I and my parents have been listening to your program on Radio East Africa. The message that we hear has encouraged us very much and changed our lives. I wrote to say, keep on with the good work and may the good Lord bless you. Yours, Biwala Chiwila. Okay, so make up some stories about that, weasel. 
Okay, just make up some stories about that. There are hundreds of thousands of young boys and girls and women that are being saved. Amen? Amen. And that gives me a great thrill because it enrages the devil. And Satan has commissioned the, you weasels to keep on keeping on. Okay? But the Lord tells me to keep on keeping on. And so... You're not afraid of God, but I pray that God will put the spirit of fear into your heart so that you'll be even as I am, that I will not be afraid of 10,000 or millions uh, camp about me because uh, God, when God is with me, he is more than hundreds of thousands or millions. All right. Amen. Now then, let's get on with it. Let's, uh, if you say this prayer, your soul will be saved. But you have to continue on. So say this prayer. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, with you, Father, and you, Holy Spirit, you life-giving spirit. Wash all my former sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I really know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. I really know that, Lord. And I thank you and praise your holy name for saving my soul. Now raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And read the King James Version of the Bible. And Sharon... I tell the people out in the radio land how they can receive a copy of this uh, program, number 560. Oh, Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479 782 7370. That's 479 782 7370, or fax to area code 479 782 7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, uh, Tune in tomorrow for another powerhouse of a message. I uh, am preaching life into your souls, so don't miss a program. And get your friends and family and your enemies to listen as well. Now, here's Jake Hess is saying that Jesus is enough. We don't need anybody or anything but Jesus. Amen? Amen. So the name of this song is That's Enough. Somebody laughing at me Really, I don't mind They always stop And try to block my progress Most of the time But the mean things they say They don't make me feel sad I can't lose a friend that I never had I got the Lord And that's enough, that's enough, that's enough He raised me he saved me, he bought me, he taught me, he's my keeper, oh Jake, he's my guy, and I can feel the Lord calling me, I got the Lord, I got the Lord, I got the Lord, I got the Lord, I 
got the Lord. And that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. And I've so many times when I didn't have a dime, couldn't call on nobody but the Lord. You know, he heard my plea, Jay came down to see about me. He's my all in all. Now when they push me down, he picks me up. Stand by me when the going gets rough. I got the Lord, and that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. He raised me and he saved me. He bought me. He taught me. He's my keeper. He's my guide, and I can feel the Lord walking inside. I got the Lord. That's enough, that's enough.